listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. See, you need someone who's there like a gentleman. And if I can, whoops, if anybody can fit the description, baby, I care. Someone who cares and dares to give himself completely, you got it in me. You need a man with sensitivity. This last lyric, because I'm not the one to give you the runaround or scheme and sell you, scheme and sell your dreams, lift you up and let you down. Hey. Welcome to Ralph T right there. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Out Tales. Oh, hold on, Chels, what'd you say? I'm sorry, you got cut off a little bit. I, I'm sorry, I said Bobby Brown may have wrote those lyrics. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Bobby had some bars back in the day, so. Tenderoni, what you know about that? <laughs> mm hmm. Every little step. Right. No. Yep. Um, yes. Well, listen, guys, okay, first of all, this is the Black Altest Podcast. Your host Rod and Karen. That's right. And of course, uh, today is International Women's Day. Yes, it is. Right. And yep, for yep. a lot of women, the day that uh, they won't be coming to work and don't do stuff, um, uh, I think it was like a day without a day without women was the hashtag and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh okay. for the for the rest of the show it'll just be me talking guys. Um <laughs> we just we just had Chels yeah, here. We're not letting this go down. We're not letting this go down. We just had Chels <laughs> here and Karen here to watch me give my thoughts on the Walking Dead and I think that's just the best way to do that to no. show the world how important women are, Karen. You don't think so? no, no one agrees. Okay. All right. Oops. Moving on. Uh speaking of which, we do have a guest uh for the first time on our show, but I feel like um you know you guys should be familiar with her because Mm -hmm. um we've had many people from the cspn network come over here and if you go over there to listen to shows like all the shows pop up they got a show about everything Mm -hmm. um last i saw they had a show about craft beer like it's just it's so specific (laughs) um but um it's one half of the gridiron gals podcast it's chels what's going on chels hey i'm so happy to be here thank you for inviting me on (laughs) <laughs> oh, no problem uh it's been it's been too long we've been wanting to make it happen for a while i know we've had rita on uh mm-hmm. before so uh it wouldn't be right to not have uh both halves of the podcast on right? um first there of all first of all before we even get into the show show stuff um how'd you start uh gridiron gals like what how did that come about Oh, so um, actually, Rita had started Gridiron Gals um, with another friend of ours, ours, Jocelyn. And, you know, as life starts to happen, Jocelyn started to pull out, and Rita came to me and was like, you know, I want to continue the Gridiron Gals. I want to make it bigger and, you know, make it, you know, a brand. Um, would you be interested in coming on? So before, I was just kind of, you know, helping them out with the parties and things like that. But after uh, the first couple of years, um, I joined on and and it it became uh, Rita and I just started doing our thing. And um, we started off mostly with having the the kickoff parties. We have a kickoff party on on the first day of the NFL on Thursdays. Um, And then uh, two years ago, we started doing a podcast. And the podcast has been, we've had a blast doing the podcast yeah that's that's super dope um is there like uh an origin story to how you got into uh football specifically i grew up in my daddy's house (laughs) (laughs) look i grew up in the house back in the day like you know how when you had um the the cable system set up so where everybody had to watch the same thing on tv Mm -hmm. no matter where you were in the house everybody had to watch the same thing on tv and guess who gets to choose what mm. you watch on TV, the person who pays the cable bill. Mm-hmm. 
So we watched baseball, we watched football, we watched basketball. So, you know, it was awesome. If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> so that's how I started um, watching. Actually, I started off as a much, much bigger basketball fan. Mm. And then as I got older, I gravitated more to football. Ah, okay. So, like, right now, because it's the off season, you know, um, do you guys, do you guys plan on doing stuff for like the draft and uh whatnot? Uh because you know, we have a sports spinoff podcast here called the Balls Deep Sports that I do with Justin. Yeah, Roger's about Roger's the only one that has sports knowledge because I know when I'm on the show. Uh well, I mean, I would say my sports knowledge is quite it depends on how you define sports knowledge. But <laughs> more than me. But <laughs> um I what I was gonna say is um, you know, there's all this pressure because the NFL is twenty four seven right three sixty five now. When it when I was growing up it felt like there was an off season. It felt like mm-hmm. there was a I time know. when people wouldn't watch baseball or you worried about the NBA for a while or, or you watched NASCAR um yeah like there was just other shit sometimes and now it feels like there's never other shit just everyday sports center leagues with a new nfl thing so like is there pressure to like do you feel pressure during the off season to like keep putting out episodes and stuff yeah and and we you know we've we've had a bit of a hiatus here but absolutely because right now we're in free agency um we just had the the combine happen last week Pro days are happening today. There's so much to talk about. So many trades, uh, trades and releases and uh, signings are happening. And um, you know, I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, and we're going to lose Tony Romo probably by tomorrow morning. Mm. So it's always something to talk about um, in the NFL. And you know, the NFL is a, bit, is a bit of a bully. Like they they are they bully their way into things to make it so that they, they are relevant year round, and they've done a nice. good job yeah mm-hmm. and that's before you even get to some of my favorite stuff with all the scandals like oh yeah that's one thing about summertime <laughs> you, you hear about the scandal yeah ray lewis doesn't like it but uh, this is my favorite time of the year because there's nothing else to do sal but crime uh, that's it. and i want to see i want to see what these fools get into <laughs> Yeah, they don't know how. To, they don't know what to do with all that money. All they know is I have a stack of money. It's a strip club somewhere. Can somebody find a gun for me to stick down in my Gucci belt? They just don't know how to act. Yeah, that's really what my favorite. Like, I'm glad that we're able to have a platform where we can do our own sports show because. I would much rather talk about Reggie Bush's baby mama situation. It's mm-hmm. a lot more funner. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, a hundred thousand people gonna break down the draft and, and, and newsflash, every last person's gonna be wrong because that's how random the draft is. There's right. too many players and there's too many teams and then there's, you gotta, you gotta somehow calculate in for the ineptitude of teams, which nobody can uh-huh. do. So, so it's like you can do all this mock draft shit and then the day gets here and somebody makes a trade or Cleveland goes Cleveland or whatever. Ah. And, and it makes all that work pointless. But what will never be pointless is speculating on what kind of, uh, what kind of child support did, uh, Reggie get hit up for? Yeah, what kind of crimes they are convicted of. <laughs> and my personal favorite is I like when you and Justin talk about hole control because that mm. determines how you're going to go in the draft and you can control your holes well you'll we haven't actually well to be honest know. we haven't actually broke down hole control since the inception of the show like right. um but that was one that's more for the nba 
where we ah, look at okay. certain players and we look at like their off the field activities things like leaks for their dms um you know yeah. those those Instagram dudes that hit up uh, mia khalifa knowing that she gonna um put their stuff out on front mm-hmm. like those dudes i wouldn't draft <laughs> you know because but nobody calculates that on draft day because it's too uncouth to be like i don't know looking at this dude it looked like he might have some off the field issues like we called the paul george stuff way earlier than everybody else <laughs> you know but right <laughs> pe- people would rather be late you know um so uh speaking of uh the nfl though um and like have y'all do when y'all are on uh gridiron gals do y'all have like issues with people challenging y'all opinions as women that talk about sports because i know we just had uh jay on who does a boxing show Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how you know there is a little bit more of a challenge to women's opinions as opposed to just like you know as a man i could just say some dumb shit and dudes will respect it because i'm a dude right (laughs) Yeah. So, um, of course, on the podcast, we actually don't have those problems because mm. we, you know, we say curse words. Right. So we don't have anybody <laughs> that's coming on that podcast challenging anything reading I have to say. <laughs> However, in the real world, it's just like you said, men can say whatever mm. and, and it could be a little bit of truth to it, not really make a lot of sense. And no one will really, you know, you know, try to run down receipts to them or anything. But women don't have that luxury. So when we make statements about football about um a player's ability about a play about something that happens we actually have to double check and make sure that 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 it, that it is what it is and and what happened really happened so um i'm always going back and checking stats um you know going back and um looking at videos um to make sure that that what i saw was the right thing and it does make you second guess yourself a little bit and there are some times when i actually just don't care mm. but um but, but we always have to make sure that we are um, extra, extra on point and one step ahead of everything because the, the retort will be, oh, this woman, you know, if we make a mistake saying something, oh, this woman, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, we won't get the benefit of the doubt that maybe we just misspoke. Maybe we right. just typed the wrong thing in that moment. So, um, and, and that part, it is kind of tough. Um, I remember when I first started, when we first started actually like blogging on Gridiron Gals, I was talking to to um, Steve White. I don't know if you guys um, oh, yeah. him. He, he was a former NFL player and he White writes for the Bucks. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, for SB Nation now. And Steve, you know, hit me on the side and was like, you know, Charles, you know how these dudes are. You got to make sure you cross your, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure all of your information is on point. And um, he, he gave me ways in which to, um, to you know, certain sites to read and uh, certain write-ups to read in order to make sure that I knew exactly what I was talking about and there was there was no room for error because in, in those instances, someone can easily slide in and say, this is why we don't listen to women. Yeah, it's amazing because, um, like, a, a woman, if a woman knows sports, then she has to know it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it can't be... Yeah, you got be, to know it. Like, it can't be like, I just watched the game or I played the game or I just seen it or whatever, like people challenge that shit 100 percent of the time like we won't really have equality in sports like uh an analyst um until we have like a woman that can be like skip bayless right. you know like skip bayless right. says crazy emotional no factual basis <laughs> shit all the time things that you can't even quantify and like he can just be like lebron's not clutch and he don't have to like people will do the work for him to come up with a way to try to signify like what that means and 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 he got a high paying job and he's on tv every single day but if like mm-hmm. Jam- if jamel hill just started saying shit like tim tebow should be a starting nfl quarterback it'll be like the six with just michael smith 
every week right you know like it'll be like what happened to jamel hill <laughs> remember jamel like we'll be like that it's so it's definitely a double standard absolutely yeah absolutely right be the six of michael's so you are hilarious yeah but it would be just like that you know so um man can you imagine a woman a, a female version of skip payless my goodness we need that because see i think <laughs> i think um one you're not gonna be able to just out shit talk uh like if it was a black woman you're not gonna be able to just out shit talk her so mm-hmm. already you got that covered mm-hmm. but then if you just had the like freedom to just make any point you wanted and didn't need facts to back it up i would watch that show every day i don't watch first take because i can't watch skip bayless do that or or whatever shows he on now like no, nobody watches fox mm-hmm. but but um like i don't watch i don't watch skip now but like i think a lot of people do tune in to watch that dude just because he has these crazy opinions but i feel like i will definitely watch a black woman give crazy opinions with no backup and then just like totally own people when they said some shit i, I would watch that every day Um, (laughs) how how, how has your view about podcasting changed since you are actually a podcaster now you went from a non-podcaster to a podcaster and those are different forms of media than writing how has your view changed on podcasting or how do you view yourself um i I think that we I felt like I had to be on my toes. Um, I remember doing the very first podcast and I was just kind of, you know, kind of all over the place, you know, trying to get used to hearing my voice and, you know, it wasn't live, but, you know, we had the cameras up and, you know, just getting used to things like that. But you have to be prepared. Um, we don't have a lot of room for a lot of editing, a lot of mistakes and, and things like that. And it just, it just was a whole different beast, a whole different mm. beast. Um, getting people to actually click on something and, 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 you know, spend their morning run listening to you versus reading something you wrote. That's a whole different monster. So I enjoy it. And I, and I think we needed to move towards that because things started to move away from blogs and, mm-hmm. and things like that and move on more onto podcasts and open now podcasting is a thing. So I definitely have a huge appreciation for people like you guys who podcast, you know, for a living and do it several times per week. Um, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people that could do it. Uh, and, and, and y'all could definitely do it. If look, if, like I said, if Skip can get on TV and make them same lies every day, you, y'all could do it. You know what I mean? It's plenty like y'all, could definitely get on get on here and and give the the tea every every day um it's also interesting too because um in like in in podcasting there's like um i prefer it to like say twitter or Mm -hmm. facebook even because i can give my complete thoughts um and and it's harder to take something out of context Mm -hmm. um but people love talking sports on social media but i feel like especially on twitter they take things out of context so often or they try to take one sentence Mm -hmm. of a a longer thought and with some of these uh topics being so like big hot button issues like kaepernick and 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 kneeling during the the play uh during the um national anthem or it could be um you know i remember when cam newton after the super bowl didn't give his uh press conference thing um but it kind of yeah, has some, some yeah. elements of race to it it had elements of just like decorum to it. It, it like it had a lot to it and it's like one tweet can't really encapsulate that whole thing um so i kind of prefer the podcast because it's easier to direct someone to like well look if you care about my opinion check out my show where i talked about this thing in its entirety mm-hmm. rather than this one thing you want to fight about or whatever um right. absolutely absolutely 
and you get to say a lot of curse words yes exactly and you i mean and i listened to you guys <laughs> after uh the panthers lost the super bowl because that's our team uh and I, I listened to y'all after the panthers lost and uh i, I don't remember if it was rita or but one of y'all was like because i was like man they trying to hate on my man cam what he didn't want to hear that bullshit you know i'm still mad and um <laughs> I, uh she was just kind of like you just gotta do the press conference because that's just what that's what people do like can't make a, a excuse for you or a double standard for you like that er, everybody else has gotten there they've lost that game they've given that press conference they found a way to make it through and you still do have to worry about that you know too and i was like it's a good point you know what i mean i don't think i would have made gotten that point on say social media necessarily mm-hmm. but hearing right, the right. the whole entirety of her argument being able to hear the tone of the discussion it, it kind of brings like a levity to things where i feel like sometimes in written language depending on your attitude it could be like on 10 all the time right and, and right I, it could be definitely taken the wrong way mm-hmm. yes and i think with me when it comes to um social media and social media etiquette words mean things to me i know words don't mean things to other people on social media words I'm, i i actually read what you say and try my best to comprehend them to the best of my ability so a lot of times roger saves so many souls because i'll be like what the fuck is this what do they want why they say this crazy thing to me like i will <laughs> i will talk to him before i actually say stuff because i'm reading things and sometimes people don't realize that when you say certain things and certain words because i've been on social media so long they're interpreting certain ways and in ways that you might not have meant for me to interpret them so yeah uh I, yeah i had to uh how you say go through or, or, or filter them through him sometimes because he's more of the the language speaking of t- particularly twitter Mm. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And Twitter can be such a tricky place like that. It can be tricky because um if people are not you know, you on your timeline you, you talk a certain way on your timeline and people are used to the tone that you use when you're talking. They're used to your jokes, your sarcasm, and then you have somebody that comes in, you know, that doesn't follow you, doesn't isn't used to how you talk on Twitter and then they start, you know, misinterpreting everything and they should just all go to shit real quick. Right. Real quick. Do y'all now? Do y'all ever worry about like seeing or meeting any of these people that y'all talk about? Like, does that uh, temper some of the things you talk about? Because I know with our sports show, um, we have a few people, you know, um, you know, in the local area that I definitely would never <laughs> say nothing. I would like I love Steve Smith and I respect that man mm-hmm. and he is a great human being. Yes, he is. And you'll never catch me saying nothing bad about that man. <laughs> uh do y'all ever do y'all ever because i might run up on him i mean I honestly mean, same I, thing with Charles I, Oakley. yeah i played basketball with steve smith a few times at this point in my life i never know where he's gonna be mm-hmm. and i would hate for anything any of these jokes to get back to him so do y'all have <laughs> do y'all ever worry about that kind of stuff uh i have never thought about that mm, well okay. <laughs> i have never thought about that I, i'm trying to think of who i see um, I've been kind of, you know, I've been kind of hard on Cam. You know, once Cam Newton became um, All Lives Matter Cam, mm. I've been really, really hard on him. And I'm just now imagining, what does Cam Newton just say? You know, I peeped that podcast, and he stepped to me with his fedora on or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look it, I, really don't I don't want him to get no blood on his i don't want him to get no blood on his capri pants okay <laughs> like um like i would never talk bad about my man i think 
he was uh definitely misquoted and uh i felt like some things taken out of context and the, you know what's sad about the cam shit though real talk like 100 percent. and it's not just because i'm a panthers fan it's so sad because what he was saying was something that everybody agrees with but we don't care about that shit yeah. no more. Like that shit has sailed. That right. like we all the same underneath our skin, nigga. We know that's what we. That's our point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you fighting with somebody and, and a person come over and they just like, can't we all just get along? It's like obviously not. Like that was minutes ago. You late. Like you came into a late situation talking about every all the lives matter to me. Like no, Cam. Mm, no, no, it's, they don't. Oh, okay. Right. Mm. And, and and who has more evidence of that not being true than Cam Newton? I'm like, so did somebody erase your brain? Because even the way he the way he acted after the Super Bowl when he lost and didn't want to walk away and everything, you know, black mm-hmm. quarterbacks face the same thing that we were just talking about that women face when we're talking about sports. Mm-hmm. You have to be on point at all times. Yeah, you can't be over emotional. Like you remember what happened with um, Richard Sherman? He, yeah. Scared the white lady. Oh, Lord. He scared the white lady. And all of a sudden, he, that next day, two days later, he was a thug. Yeah. So, I... Cam has seen all of this happen, so I couldn't for the life of me understand why in a matter of six months, he was like, you know, we, we all got the same color blood. I'm yeah. Stopped. They hired, uh, you... they hired, uh, Cam... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, I, I was going to say that Cam should have been doing what, uh, Colin Kaepernick was doing. Mm yes uh, like you know what it was uh, carolina hired that dude like frank luntz or whatever mm-hmm. the the guy who used to be like the gop uh talking mm-hmm. part. Right. they hired him and then uh, that man's cha- tone changed 180 degrees it was like a whole different cam like he was in the sunken place and he was uh <laughs> he was shaking hands when people tried to give him the fist dab like it was bad man so i you know i and i mean the helmet could hide some lobotomy scars i don't know i'm just throwing the theory out there is anybody taking flash pictures with cam right in if you have let me know what happened i feel like if we take flat if we take flash pictures with cam he's just gonna start choking us like get out run get Yes, yeah, someone sent us a picture of Cam without that fedora now. I want to see. We only see him with the helmet. Ah. Then he put the towel over his head. Right. Just I mean, saying. is it on his neck? He got his neck wrapped up half the time. With the I don't know. Shot. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, this is the Blackout Tips podcast. Uh, don't forget, man, you guys can check out uh, Chels and Rita um, over on the CSPN network. Um, just search the CSPN, like, like ESPN would see um and then like all the podcasts come up and they got a whole lot of good selections of shows over there um and then uh like i say you get your football knowledge on um and especially mm-hmm. i mean it's national it's international women's day i mean that's a podcast held by two black women talking about the nfl dog ain't you trying to ain't you trying to get in and support that no don't that sound come like on, something man. yeah we're real black too we're real black mm-hmm i'll i'll, I'll just want to real black I just want to know, like, um, is 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 the reason y'all don't cover the combine? Because y'all just be like, Lim, look what he got on. <laughs> Walking out the house. Would you let Would you let your man leave the house yeah, like that? I mean, I mean <laughs> you know, the combine, everything could be hit or miss. Like, you might have somebody. Now, I won't say that the, the guy who ran the, the four three. Um, what's his name? Um, 
Lord, I forgot his name. Miles Garrett. Miles yeah. Garrett ran a four three or four six, something like that. I mean, I think Miles Garrett is gonna be good in right. the NFL. I think he's gonna be good. But I mean, sometimes people have bad combines and and, and they end up being awesome. Tom Brady had he ran like a six six or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just joking. But it was bad. It, <laughs> it was, was bad. bad. And he when you see he's Tom Brady now, so it's just you know, it's just an expedition. I want to see what you're going to do when you put some pads on and when you have that 300-pound dude uh, uh, lined up in front of you. Yeah. And now that they're not inviting criminals no more, it's not as fun, you know? <laughs> nah, it's not as fun. People ain't going to get high no more. What's right. They sending people They sending people home for having attitudes. I'm like, who the, who fucking NFL is this? Ain't you paying them to hit people? Right, it's stupid. <sighs> it's all about PR. Yeah, it's uh well make sure y'all check them out man now of course uh you can find us the blackout tips also on the same podcast platforms um the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is sponsored by bevel that's right bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps Go to getbevel.com slash tvgwt and sign up, man. Help the show out. G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash tvgwt. All right. Um, before we even get into the recap of Walking Dead, the first thing I have to say is um, if you are a dude that has ever started any Facebook or Twitter status with ladies, you don't get to get mad at people grouping black men together. You can't do it. You gotta, you gotta pick a side, dog. It's all. I, I had a, a, a run in yesterday with some dude that like, he was like, I don't appreciate you saying that black men need to do better on such and such. And now I looked at his page and it was like, ladies, before you get out the house, you need to, I was like, nigga, that's oh, worse. Do that. <laughs> like how you, he was like, I hate generality. I was like, nigga, that's one. Like you, you doing it too. Anyway. Ladies, females. That's right. right. Like, come on, Female. man pick a side is all i'm saying all right um uh, let's get into this recap of uh the walking dead um uh, this was episode um like man we're getting close to the end here 12 of 16 of season seven it's called say yes it was uh directed by greg nicotero um uh, the ratings went down again 10.16 million which is like Ooh i want to say the lowest of the season so far okay which i'm not fronting makes sense to me because i ain't like the last episode with dwight that much oh eugene and dwight like that episode was kind of in to me so i could see how people that would came back kind of hype you know get try to get a show a second chance they're gonna get negan and came back and they like what is this shit and yeah. This week, which I thought was a better episode than last week, still it was. It was slow. Yeah, but still, ratings are really reflective of the how people felt the week before, because that's mm-hmm. you know, you, it's not like you know during the show and shit. Mm-hmm. So they didn't. Less people are watching, man. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with this show. Um, I'll start with you, Karen, uh, and get your overall assessment. Um, what'd you think about say yes? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. I loved it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It did have problems, but overall, I liked it. All right. Karen loved it. What about you, Charles? What did you think about this episode? I say thumbs down. Thumbs down. Because uh, I didn't want to see all that love shit. Mm. We got real problems out here. It's real problems out here. The, 
the savings are coming. Y'all got to figure out how to get all of this freeze-dried food back, and y'all playing around in the carnival. I said, thumbs down. Chels out here got a chili cold heart of a pimp. She's like, uh-uh, this y'all suckers yeah I'm, yeah i now now that now that part i'm liking because what other time are we gonna be able to take a vacation and fuck all day and not have to worry about nobody and actually get away from a lot of responsibilities i think it was just karen the <laughs> world is ending yeah but people still got the fuck though well i'll i'll say this uh i, I agree it is ending now for me uh this episode was better than the last episode um which i i didn't like that much um but it did feel like a filler episode it did because the storyline really didn't move along yeah like they didn't they didn't advance a lot um Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Uh but but i did enjoy um rick and michonne's sweet swirly love like that was fine with me i did it didn't it didn't bother me to see uh i've been waiting for a while for them to actually show denai guerrero getting uh i mean denai getting loved up on um and it took him a while to be honest it's like i've been waiting for them to lock this down okay we had the jesse crap whatever that was with the haircut lady we had uh yeah obviously rick was just totally messed up with laurie like just horrible decisions um and then uh yeah so now we have this love interest and we really i think you know michonne is a much better woman than those other two and we really never got to see them enjoy each other um so it made sense to me and because of the theme of this episode it bothered me because it seemed like the theme was really about rick wanting to get away right because he knew that some bloodshed was about to come Mm. you know yeah well let's get into the recap guys what i decided to do was to break it into two parts okay okay so i have the on the, on the road we got rick and michonne Rishon, and all of their for, <laughs> forging and fucking and shit and then on the other side we got the stuff that happened in alexandria with rosita and um that crew we'll get to that second so all right uh i guess i should this is where i should play the theme right all right here we go all right (laughs) so (laughs) we open up on uh say yes we open up uh with rick and michelle in a van in the middle of the woods and there was raiding places like the goddamn police just kicking the dough down waving guns rummaging through people's drawers and taking canned goods and uh, all kinds of shit like it it was like rick ain't never like isis Rick hasn't looked more like the police since season one. I keep saying ISIS. I mean ICE. Oh, I-C-E? Yes. ICE? Yes. I keep calling them ISIS. Shit, they might as well be. Fuck them people. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, they were um, breaking down, uh, looking for stuff, and they they found, like, some cans, some old rusty guns, um, you know, and they're obviously trying to find, one, guns so they can fight against Negan. But two, they got to find supplies, too, so that they can, like, in case the saviors come back, they're going to need to be stocked up so that they can give or earn for these fools and all that shit. Um, 
so they're they're going through all that stuff uh and then it's a montage so it's like they got music playing they're like busting the door kill zombies grab stuff then they show them like at the van like you know they got like a fire in front of the van and they like laughing and talking and then they show them like you know smashing them 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 ebony and ivory cakes together (laughs) just getting it just getting it in like every and i'm not gonna front man it felt cool to see them have like a little bit of a relief um yeah, in yeah. each other man and that's i think that's the part i enjoy like i said the episode did have its problems but i just enjoyed them just loving on each other i think it's because i like those actors mm-hmm. i do too you know that I might do be too. it i don't that, know because it ain't make that, no sense no it didn't make no sense. like shit is real back home right and they out here like let's just fuck girl and i was like you know what just yeah just fuck y'all what's what's the point really of all this y'all gonna die um <laughs> So they roll up on some saviors who are apparently playing golf and talking about how much they did not fuck with Fat Joseph. Um, they just like, good riddance, what a waste. I'm like, man, you know that nigga was in charge of the explosives. Um, right. But, like, uh, that was his job, right? It was, yeah, it was right after Rick had told Michonne, like, yo, we, uh, our, our, uh, our walkie talkie is dead. We need new batteries. Why well, did the back of the truck literally say, like, walkie talkie batteries as a label on a box? <laughs> Like, like this this convenient ass shit it's just two niggas not paying attention playing golf in the field and motherfucking uh rick and michonne roll up they steal the batteries and the um and they get some pretzels yeah because the thing is yeah kind of the, the the it's an emergency and the world is burning but what i realized that people are still people and i guess that's the part i understood it's like even in the midst of chaos sometimes people want normalcy like like things to yeah. be even if it's a temporary normal, even if it's, they know it won't last long. And sometimes I think for Rick, it was a form of relief and release, you know, because y'all think. Oh, he was releasing. He was releasing a lot. Um, all up in them hips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that um, with all the things that have been happening and going on, it's been go, 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 go. You know, and I think for him, his pride had been crushed. You know, he's just now getting it back. You know, I think this was probably the first time in months that they probably even had sex because, you know, she was like, mm-mm, um, the, the man that I love was strong and confident. I, I ain't come for somebody that was like, let us live just to see another day when she was like, this is not life. You know, so I, I think that, uh, that's, and I guess that's why I didn't have a problem with that. Just like, uh, uh, them talking about fat joy, people that they normal nine to five don't pay fucking attention to their job. I know you ain't gonna pay attention in, in the Z box. Oh yeah, I'm not even picking on it. I'm just saying they was fucking a lot and mm-hmm. they was out there knowing that things were going on. Like, I think, I think the show gets kind of a bad rap because anytime characters do something quote unquote stupid, people like hate on the show, but it really, mm-hmm. people gonna be stupid because yep. that's how fucked up the world is. Like, mm-hmm. The, right. you know like the the idea is that we're supposed to think that essentially these are a bunch of people that have like ptsd at this point and all their friends have died and they have no loved ones mo- for the most part left and they've kind of gotten used to this shit so you know i think people get hard on the show like that um but like i said for me i just enjoy watching the show because at this point um 
after after the whole glenn fiasco i was like oh i'm good like i don't have to put high standards on this entertainment because Mm -mm. y'all y'all just do what y'all want to do and that's fine y'all gonna do what y'all want to any week right um anyway so they stole pretzels and they stole um (laughs) walkie-talkie battery they got their walkie-talkie working again and um they um they said something about in the montage about how michonne slept at night and rick stayed up for watch and she thanked him and he was like no problem you know don't worry about it um and so uh which comes up later um they start smiling and she's like uh well i guess it's time to get back you know he's like we only got a couple cans of beans some football jerseys and some rusty old guns like we should stay out and keep looking and she's like yeah but we kind of need to get back we already been out here for like a couple days and he's like we could stay for like one more day a day and a half and then we could come back and she um i think she saw the kind of confidence returning in him and she agreed and smiled plus i mean they was fucking so she kind of smiled and was like well you know i could use another day and a half of this uh officer dick or whatever (laughs) and they uh so they they decide to, to stay out there and you could chop down her ebony samurai cakes um oh, Lord. so um <laughs> they so at one point rick is so relaxed that michonne's driving and he was taking a nap in the car um and tired. yeah she even stopped the car and this nigga was still asleep which you know you got some good sleep when you hit that uh that nod in the car and the person stopped and you don't even know y'all stopped uh mm-hmm. <laughs> right there. Yeah. So um while that stopped, Michonne saw a deer and she went to go get her rifle to kill a deer and Rick like woke up and was like, Whoa, what's going on? She's like, No, it's a it's a deer, I'm about to go kill it and Rick was like, I do I, Yeah, and Rick was like, I owe you a deer. Cause remember, he she had that deer but she was about to uh bring it in. This nigga gave it to Negan when he gave Negan her gun. Right. You know, and look, women women don't never forget shit like that. So you gotta you gotta pay attention. You gotta make that up to your boo, okay? That was a big in the Z part, y'all lost fresh venison cause you was being a punk? Nah, dog. Um, so uh they go to kill the deer, the deer's gone, but they do see like a fence and like a little settlement beyond this fence and they're like, Let's go over there. Um, because the whole thing is they out there foraging and shit. So they um followed this little area down to uh past where they saw the deer. Um and it's like an abandoned fair and there's a bunch of zombies and bunch of bullets on the ground, like spent shells, and the zombies still had a guns on them. They had military uh they like the National Guard maybe took over a a, a, a fair or, or something. Area or something or it a was, school, maybe, I don't right. know. Maybe it will used to be a fair and maybe that was the spot they told people to meet at where they were gonna be safe. And they probably got mm-hmm. surrounded. Mm-hmm. Well, them niggas was dead. All of them. But they were still they still had their guns on them and all their army fatigues and shit. And so Rick and Michonne was kind of like getting the lay of the land. They went up, climbed up a building and got a better view from the top of this roof. And uh, they were like, yo, I think this is the answer. I think we found a whole bunch of zombies with guns. We can kill them, take our time, get the guns, bring them back. And now we got guns to arm the uh, junk the cons, that, that junkie ass group. Um <laughs> We got guns to get to get them now. 
and they'll they'll help with the plan because they because they never said how many guns they just said lots of guns right so um michonne's like you know yeah i think we can do it you know she even takes her rifle and aims at like the bottles at the um you know the the how they have some at the fair they always had that thing where you can like shoot with a gun and shoot some bottles if you break yeah where they had them them uh five dollar big ass bears that they Uh by the time you finish you done paid 120 dollars for well our girl michonne's practicing with the rifle must have paid off because she hit that bottle from like over at the roof like Mm -hmm. a football field away so uh bay done got better that's what i'm saying okay uh so right after she shot that shit they laughed and then the roof fell in and then it goes to commercial but right before it goes to commercial you hear them laughing so you know they're like they okay Mm -hmm. um and we come back and they laughing because they had landed like right on the mattress and it was inside of this building that no people were in no zombies it was just a building an empty ass building with like food and fucking guns and mattresses and sleep yep military food that shit you would you i don't even think you gotta add more uh chili mac and cheese Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm mres they had them meals ready to eat ah yeah you just add water stir that shit up and you can eat that shit and um you know they had like a whole little like dinner planned and shit you know what i mean like the motherfuckers had lit some candles uh they was they they had made a little makeshift um like table or whatever and they was eating um eating good and just just talking about life um which uh i will notice one very convenient zombies in this scene right like they shot a gun and fell into a, a collapsed roof area where no zombies were and the fucking herd of zombies that were that did see them didn't even come over there they were just like oh we just we straight so <laughs> you know the show does shit like that you know mm-hmm. like glenn died glenn saved he got saved because a bottle rolled and a bunch of zombies changed direction these niggas shot a gun and caved in the roof and the zombies was like nah man it's mm-hmm. too far we good that's too much effort yeah <laughs> all right so um they get in there and get to cooking and shit and uh they start talking and michonne brings up uh the future as women do she was like um uh, what are we gonna do after we kill oh, nigga you know like you know rick right yeah what what is this where are we going like you know where are we going here yeah dudes don't like to think about that kind of shit do you got plans for me right um and so (laughs) rick was like um you know i don't whatever happens after that you know the the communities will start working together and we'll figure it out from there she's like i don't just mean about figuring it out like negan has built this world in his image like we take people shit fuck everybody it's all about us give us your shit and we taking your gun like what are we gonna do to make it different we need somebody that can lead and i think it should be you and rick was like i don't want to be the leader you know what about my emails you know i called people super predators 30 years ago come on they're gonna bring up all the old shit i done kill people like really kill people mm-hmm. <laughs> oh and, so, <laughs> and so she was like um man fuck that shit uh you should still be the leader because um you know you br- think about all the people you brought together and i believe in you and he was like i couldn't do that but i might could do it with you like if mm-hmm. we did that together right kind of leading um and in a way i feel like he was also kind of making them official mm-hmm. you know yeah. like like 
like what about us you right. know what i mean it, it was like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and make him a girl right so then um after they do that they uh plants another swirled up kiss on her and um rick says we don't gotta get the guns tomorrow and i love how uh michonne's face changed because then she kind of was like it wasn't like she went from pleasant to unpleasant but it was like she was looking at him like okay what the, how fucking long you think we're gonna stay out here dog right we got to go back <laughs> yeah like you know this is cute and everything yeah, she, but she remember the world is burning right yeah she was like i mean yeah. don't you got kids you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> all at this point <laughs> yeah who's watching judith is what i want to know you know she was she was like come on now and he was she was like i don't think we can keep staying he was like no we can stay maybe another two days a day up maybe even more we can take our time and get these guns do he it right all his pto time ain't he yeah and i think he was con- <laughs> yeah he he was convinced that you know they could i think he was convinced of two things one he was convinced they could obviously kill all them zombies to get the guns uh but he was also convinced that it was gonna be enough guns to satisfy their needs to fight the saviors um and i think that's one of the reasons he wasn't in any rush like he was like we'll take our time get the guns show up in a couple of days everybody's gonna say we're heroes because we're gonna have a bunch of guns and then we're gonna kill the saviors and michonne was like we gotta allow for the fact that this shit might not go the way we planned so let's take care of this in the morning and head back um but you know i think she was still um feeling kind of uh a little bit um nice towards him because he then pulled out the macaroni cheese and chili mre and i think that that won her over she was like all right then we can stay for a couple more days you know um so then they get up uh in the they show rick getting up in the middle of the night and he like just puts his head in his his hands in his head like he can't sleep um Uh so back to back to the sleeping thing um that's what made me think okay so when he takes the watch at night is it because he can't sleep you know what i mean like he said he took the watch earlier when they was in the woods and she was like thanks but what if he just took the watch because he like nigga i can't sleep and the only time he was able to sleep was when she was driving that 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 van and he was you know he was able to like trust in her and then take a nap yeah so that's what it was making me think like well maybe it's more he wants to stay out here for more than just the guns or any of this shit you know um so then in the morning they come up with this plan they're gonna use this car this abandoned car that has a fucking walker stuck into the hood uh and the walker got a fucking helmet on uh they're gonna use this car and they're gonna rick didn't know that initially yeah and they're gonna use this car to seal up a whole like a little area of a fence so that they can like block off all the walkers and then they can uh take their time and kill them and get their guns right that's the plan uh and i love i love it was kind of cute how they did the plan because rick was like all right i'm gonna kill this one walker and i'm gonna move the car and you kill the other ones and she was like hold up so you leaving me eight and he was like yeah you got you can handle it you got a sword you know (laughs) <laughs> you black and strong i mean i lie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh he was like you a strong black woman mm-hmm. uh and she was 
you could you could do all the work but it's like i get all the credit um Aww. yeah and hey, hey he my favorite part though is when he was miming her with the sword talking about yeah with the sword you know like it could be real quiet i was it's like this nigga man you better help out with that hatchet um anyway he did try to do the plan he killed one zombie also it was cute like they both were feeling really fucking confident which is something i won't front i did like about this episode was the tonal shift of them being confident in their abilities as opposed to like it seemed like since negan showed up every week everybody been like but what but what's gonna happen next? you know like so scared that it's like nigga y'all made it six seasons okay we've seen the shit y'all have done <laughs> Like y'all really exactly. don't, yeah, y'all, y'all don't need to be as scared as y'all are. And the one advantage this group always has over every other group is they don't look scary. So like, no, they don't. Nobody knows that like Rick will bite a nigga's neck off to protect his son. Um, you know, like uh, people don't know that Michelle. Yeah, Car- nobody knows. Car- like when you like, see Carol, Carol, you- Carol like Carol is a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> You know, these, they beating the wolves. They, you know, they beat, they got out of Terminus in a, in a day. Like, they, like, they always had that advantage, but it's like, they got shook because they took an L. Um, you know, it's like when you thought you had a perfect season and you just took an L right before the playoffs. And it's like, well, are you going to win in the playoffs anymore? Who are we? It's like, well, are you the team that won 15 games? Or you're a team that lost one. You know, who you gonna be? Right. And they feel like, the, they've been feeling like the team that lost one. And and they trying to get right. their swagger back this episode. So, um, at any rate, um, they, they do this plan, and of course the plan don't go right. Uh, the zombie that's stuck in the window of the car is fucking, uh, silly putty. This shit just kept falling apart. He, like, they, was, on. like, they really should have had the Benny Hill music mm-hmm. playing for, for Rick's, like, Rick shit. They should have been cutting, like, they should have had dramatic music for, uh, from Michonne cutting up them zombies. And then when they should have cut the Rick, it should have been like, cause it was so, he was looking so pathetic trying to kill the one walker and shit. Um, then he does kill the walker and eventually starts pushing the car. But he took so long, Michonne started pushing the car too. Cause she was like, fuck it. And he was like, you took care of your aid. I got this one. And she was like, nigga, you need to help. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they push, um, they push the let car. Me, let me tell you, let me mm-hmm. talk for a second, Ron. You know, I've done nothing Karen pushing the car with you riding up in there. Mm, I've never had that happen. I can't believe. Oh, but you know what? <laughs> Yo, I, I, I have seen, um, I don't know if I saw it on TV or in real life. It's been so long ago, I can't remember. But I did see this Indian couple where the dude had the woman pushing the car, man. I had never seen, and like, look, far be it from me to tell people they gotta play their gender roles and shit. I mean, it's, nat- it's International Women's Day. It is. If you just feel like I'm a bad bitch and I'll push a car and this nigga could drive, Go that, that's, that's cool. What I know is, I don't, I couldn't do that with Karen. It's zero percent chance I could be like, <laughs> baby, I'm gonna need you to push the car. Don't worry, I'm gonna steer. She would be like, nigga, if you don't get in the back of this car. <laughs> right. Um, I'm gonna look at you like, we're gonna have prime eye. You better call Triple A then. Like, hey, look, maybe just people got really progressive relationships and, or. And ain't nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, I don't, I mean. I personally, I like, that's how I know I'm from the South. It, it stuck out to me immediately when Michelle started pushing that car. Like, what's she doing? 
no you don't got like rick tried to be like nah you don't got to do it she's like i'm gonna do it and i was like see that's what you fucked up that's like when your woman be like well just let me out if you let her out then you lost like, <laughs> yeah, you, you did cause like, like you can let out the car but then you gotta drive one mile an hour all the way home right because, her. because, because, because if you leave her and she got to get that by herself don't yeah. do it you, be like this. you 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 might as well say y'all relationship is officially over because you oh, you fuck around me you'll never see my black ass again yeah you can't can't go home talk about that's what you wanted no nah, it don't work like that mm-hmm. so i was i but he and his thing was the he started pushing once they pushed the car together he realized it ain't got no brakes so now they can't stop the car like they thought they could stop it at the gate <laughs> yeah, that's- so these motherfuckers um so you got this problem brewing and then on top of that and they had kind of foreshadowed it earlier there was a bunch of rebar in the back of a truck and i had to watch this shit twice because the first time i didn't understand it was a bunch of rebar in the back of a truck and one of since all those walkers were walking around with their guns on them um one of them walked into the rebar and it made his gun start firing yeah but it's to me yeah that's actually kind of cool yeah it was a different you know they, right, they're trying to do they, different things with the zombies this year right. um but i had legit thought either a zombie had grown sentient and we was on some new problems in the walking dead <laughs> no. or or it was like a trap or something but it just i guess it was just luck just bad luck right because the thing is they emphasized that they had on live ammunition yeah so right. you know it's one of those things where i could see that actually happening where you're walking around and just get caught yeah but it was like the time that it happened where it happened i just oh, thought yeah, they got am- i thought they got ambushed but once again i thought it was a person i was like oh, me too man. that's the rules of convenient zombies we all know that the show i mean at this point if you still get mad about zombies it's really too late like these zombies just do whatever the rock, the plot needs to happen at the moment. Yeah, cool. But I thought these niggas got shot at, and I was like, well, fuck these guns, fuck this, fuck everything, let's just go home. Like, if the plan didn't work, you know what I'm saying? They got stuck in a car surrounded by zombies. I was like, yeah, so I guess it's a wrap for, for this, right? Like, honeymoon's over. But uh they were even in a good mood stuck in a car together. Right, because I think, I, and I, maybe this is my interpretation, I think for the first time in a long time, they both, particularly Rick, had confidence that he lost. So I think right. it meant something to him, mm-hmm. and not trying funny, to get away from everybody, yeah. to spend time with his woman, the probably the main person who, who actually believed in him, even though sometimes I think that she might have been looking at him like, I believe in you, but nigga. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I guess in my opinion, I could see that coming back yeah i mean i think she wants to it's like a plant that needs watering like she know his confidence need a little watering so i think she was being very kind to be like oh it's like he was like damn uh i think we overshot it and she was like well did we and he was like yeah we overshot it and then she was like um and then he was like it was a good plan though and she was like it was a great plan and it was while the zombies were like trying to eat the fucking car ah! and i was like okay you know like it, it was still kind of cute and i liked that they weren't panicked because they supposed to be badasses they not supposed to be in the car like you stupid motherfucker i can't believe you got us killed like i liked that they was like it'll be fine um 
and uh i still don't understand why he didn't use the handbrake but that's fine it's cool you know quick thinking you know <laughs> should have used the handbrake rick y'all would have been straight but you fucked up anyway uh they get out the car through the sunroof um and they basically lead the zombies back into the fair uh the fair park thing they split up into groups uh one you know going like rick has a group come with him michonne has a group go with her and they both do like a um a moment where rick's like you want to just forget the guns and just leave and she was like you don't think we could do this and he was like of course we could do this she was like well let's do it you know like i was like okay get hype let's go you know i wanted to do the we must protect this house and ray lewis dance you know what i'm saying let's kill some zombies and so they split up and they they use the fencing and these like little uh areas uh where there's like a ferris wheel and some other shit and they use the fencing there to like stop the zombies from getting them and then they just kill them off one by one Mm -hmm. and they i mean it was an efficient ass way to kill zombies um it was smart you know um and it was almost like a little competition you know they got about halfway done and rick was like how many you got left she's like eight she was like how many you got and he's like one two three four five ten and they was killing zombies and shit and i was like good for them you know it's about time you know people start taking the shit more smart you know these zombies are a way of life now mm-hmm. um and so and the zombies aren't what you really need to be afraid of exactly it's humans and yeah. traps and shit like that you know even nature is to me seems like it would be more dangerous than zombies sometimes like they almost die because a drought came yeah, nature will fuck your ass up yeah you know it too mm-hmm like storms and shit you know like floods rain yeah fucking rabbit dogs you know just all kinds of shit that we don't think about today that that, you know they need to think about right ain't no weather report so um (laughs) um so at any rate um they eventually um you know kill off these kill off most of these zombies and um they decide to uh well rick sees the same deer or a deer probably the same deer that they originally tracked down to this area that they wanted to kill and it's just eating some bullshit which once again convenient like a deer that a deer that don't run with all that noise and shit um just the dumbest deer in the world it must have been like bambi's mama or something because it was so stupid um and the deer is just chilling and rick decides he's gonna try to shoot the deer so he climbs up (laughs) the fucking um i don't know a ferris wheel or something he yeah, climbs up like he climbs, he climbs up on this thing and tries to fucking and he's gonna shoot it with a handgun by the way a big ass hand cannon i mean the thing about the ferris wheel the carnival and stuff that's that stuff is like a lego block set they put it up and take it down and put it up and take it down so i'm mm-mm, i wouldn't have done that well he oh no yeah that's not statement at all he gets up there try to get an angle to shoot that fucking thing and of course the fucking spoke in the ferris wheel cracks and that's after he decided not to shoot it because zombies was about to eat the fucking dumbass deer anyway and so it was all for nothing and he fell down on the ground and the way he fell it was he basically fell outside of the fenced in area so now the zombies can get him and the zombie he scrambles to get his gun he gets off a couple shots but he can't get off his feet michonne sees it from across the way finishes killing her last zombies runs over there to see if he's okay and when she gets there the zombies are all like on the ground eating surrounded like you can't even see through the zombies because they're just eating so hard and she drops her sword 
because she was being super dramatic because she thought it was rick mm-hmm. and she like my man is dead and rick all of a sudden came busting out of a hiding place and threw her her sword like fucking montana the rice and then she picked up her sword and killed every all the zombies i rolled my eyes the entire time listen that slow motion sword though was like stockton to malone it was so like you know what's what's funny is that those are the moments that i like i i laughed like i was just like oh shit <laughs> like look look at them they doing it again uh, it was so corny but i don't know i liked it um so she caught the sword and it was real corny <laughs> so corny it was like y'all remember that commercial y'all might not remember this this is a long time ago but scotty pippen had some shoes and he had a commercial where it was like so it wasn't him it was like two kids and it was supposed to be him as a kid and some other kid and they were playing two on two with some was against somebody and he was like all right let's we're gonna run this play and then it was basically like a backdoor cut and then he passed the ball and then he goes in and lays it up or dunks it or something but in the middle of the backdoor cut like they show the pass and it's in slow motion and the kid like right before he throws the pass he goes now scotty and then scotty like cuts and catches it and lays it up that's how that felt to me it just felt like you know he was like michonne it was like and she caught it like a good uh buddy cop movie yeah it was so super corny but i whatever they killed she killed the zombies and then they hug and then he palmed that ass which i'm always like is that acting or like what is that in the script do they be like now make sure you palm that ass too or is he just like i feel like rick grimes as a character would, would definitely grab that ass i feel like he's an ass man and i don't know how the actors get cool with that but that's what he did um and so they were clearly um you know happy at this point and so because they were both alive um they finished gathering all the guns they do like a little montage of them killing zombies getting the guns and they pack it up in the uh bang van and get ready to go back to fucking civilization um and uh the honeymoon is basically over like michonne looks through she's like she's all the enthusiasm and the the smiles and shit was kind of gone rick looked shell-shocked almost um and rick just stops the car in the middle of the road and says how he would have liked to been out there a couple more days he ain't been able to sleep uh because he just can't stop thinking about all the people they lost and the his friends that are dead and specifically glenn because glenn saved his life Mm -hmm. to start the whole fucking zombie apocalypse thing and he couldn't save glenn and it just he knows that it's normal but it keeps fucking with him um and michonne kind of admits that she don't know if she's strong enough because when she thought rick was dead she was ready to give up like she essentially was gonna let the the zombies eat her yes so um she was like look i don't know if i could do this because we about to go to a war and we're gonna lose some people and shit and and then what we gonna do you know and rick gave um a really good speech where he was like look we can lose each other like we're that strong we can go on without each other but because um we have to we have to like we're about to go to war we have to sacrifice in order to survive some of our friends are gonna die we might die but what matters is that we are a group of survivors and we continue to 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 live and to to persevere 
and so michonne was like um how do you know that and he was like because you led me here and he was like and if i die you can lead the group like that's like you can do that you don't need me um right and i'm not gonna front i love the scene um and i specifically loved it because for the first time i ever since i watched this show and definitely since i read the comic i was like yo they could do this show without rick grimes like before that i had never really had that thought because i was just like you know white man star the show andrew lincoln like how would you do a show without him you know in the comic books he's alive like it's kind of the rick story you know rick and carl two people i don't think could ever die no matter what happens but i don't know man something about that scene made me be like oh yeah if if they wanted to move on without him as a central character and make it the michonne show i'd watch that shit too and i don't know why yeah you wouldn't really need him to continue on i just thought it was i don't know it was a cool moment and i don't know if they would do it or not but knowing this show has you know done some pretty uh outrageous things in the past i can see them doing something like that and i keep watching so i'd probably be more interested to be honest yes um all right so uh they end up coming back uh to to the crib um and they end up taking the guns to the junk to cons and uh fucking the woman with the bangs are like she got a haircut with a floby uh what was her name again whatever her name was i don't was. remember her name and now not this the one that the, you talking about the lady that talked like yoda yeah jadis that was her name jadis you know they go over there and okay. miss miss i don't need no pronouns um and <laughs> this the yeah the uh the get alone junkyard gang i don't like that group they get on yeah. my nerves nigga they yeah, were that's stupid that's stupid they was like how many guns and tara was like 63 you want to see the inventory and she was like not enough and i was like nigga 63 guns and it was like twice twice as many we have or some shit it was like first of all speak english it's been two years y'all niggas don't speak english no more it's been two years dog don't you know what I mean? You don't just stop speaking hey, English. Everybody's showing off out there, just like the uh, Ezekiel out here talking like he's William Shakespeare. Right. Everybody's just showing off. Showing off. <laughs> like at <laughs> least he had, <laughs> at least he had classical training. You know what I like about Ezekiel's group? Nobody else talks like that. Nobody but him. Like everybody just be like, "That's just Ezekiel thing, y'all." I'm I'm sorry. Like when they introduce you to him, be like, "Here, I'll lead. He do this thing. Y'all will see. He got a tiger. It'll be all right." Right, but but the whole group with Jadis and them talk stupid. Like it should be one yeah. dude. It, they should have like one person in their crew that just after every sentence be looking at each other like, "Y'all hear this shit?" Uh, <laughs> why are we talking like this? Like that would be dope. It's just if if they was just like no guns need more and then somebody was like just speak english man how many more guns do you need <laughs> right um, you could have gave him a gun i mean a number at the beginning if that was the point right so rick says look um y'all said y'all was gonna help and rosita was like just give us our guns and we'll go and Jada's like nah we gonna still help but we need more guns we have twice as many people as y'all so we need twice as many fucking guns as y'all and so then it was like okay cool twice as many guns but we need 10 guns back so we can go get some more guns and she was like um y'all can't have 10 guns y'all can have five and i want my cat back that rick stole it was so random and then did uh rick was like uh nah we want 10 guns and we keeping the cat 
and and then it, it ended up with them being like 20 20 guns and they keep the cat too or something like that for rick group which was like this is also like i think they were trying to be cute but to me it's just kind of annoying uh but and maybe this is where the title of the show came from but it was called say yes so he was like in her face like say yes say yes and then they they said yes um so yeah rick's crew got to keep 20 guns they get back to alexandra after all this shit um and rick is going to his house and tara's already there and he was asking has she seen rosita rosita has left and tara was like uh i don't know where she at but i have to tell you something um so uh let's switch over to the other story now because we can put that because that ending kind of goes more with the other story Mm -hmm. um but the thing uh we'll assume that she's telling him oh yeah that also fits another story all right so that's the end of rick and michonne's story uh also rick and michonne was holding hands and she was saying we get a couple more days and you know it sounded like she was still trying to kind of ease the thing and i think she understands you know they need to enjoy the time they had together because this is the first time the group has really known for a fact they're going to war right because before the, the right. war kind of came to them or quick right. phone or they tried to avoid it right. i mean look at the governor like right. that they didn't plan on that shit happening at the prison Mm-mm. They was trying to still talk it out at to the end and end up having to get in a fight. Like this time, they're literally planning to go to war. They've crossed some lines in the last two seasons that I'm just like, you can't come back from killing niggas in they sleep. You can't you like like dog, it's this a new line. Y'all are organizing a coalition of different uh towns to go to war with this nigga. So it's it's some real shit. Um all right so in alexandria what happened um rosita was taking her stitches out herself because she don't need friends no more rosita been getting on my nerves right she is the most three cuts in your eyebrow trying to wild out ass nigga i've ever seen in my life (laughs) i cannot stand her yo everybody hates rosita (laughs) she really i mean she just became the worst um she really did so uh rosita's taking out her own stitches tara came over and was like oh i was coming over to help with those and rosita's like well too late i'm done and tara was like okay well um look you know i we they kind of got into it last episode where rosita had an attitude and tara was like why the fuck you got attitude everybody and so tara was like man don't worry we're gonna get it done we're gonna find the guns it's gonna be fine and rosita was like how you know that huh how you know that and tara was like hey save some of this attitude for the savior because i didn't do shit to you and also here's some cocoa butter for your fucking nasty ass scar and then rosita was like i don't need no cocoa butter i need some guns and then she like walked off to find some guns by herself um and then tara um was just stuck there with holding the fucking cocoa butter like ah! i don't know who i'm gonna get this to um now i do think tara is fucked up for not telling them about the guns at oceanside right i think we can all agree fuck them people we don't know them people you like negan coming out our ass and we need guns and they got them like i don't care about the promise you made to cindy we don't know cindy you know like you gonna let judith die because you because you made a promise to some stranger because you got a necklace i don't care about that shit you know but um in general when it comes to uh telling somebody i wouldn't have told rosita so like i you know what i mean in that scene I'm not telling Rosita that I know where the gun's at. She crazy. 
she might try to do something to me she would yeah she might go up there and just fuck it up she, she might go up there by herself start shooting motherfuckers she crazy right. right now she had a plan to kill nigga with one bullet like no we you don't get to be in charge of no plans no information no nothing um so uh rosita basically has uh heads out to go find some guns and she goes up to an abandoned house and she thinks she spots a gun in the doorway and she walks up to the house and she gets attacked by this mama june looking walker um that has something <laughs> something's going on with his neck i don't know what happened that that walker's That's neck long yeah it looked like job of the hut or something something was happening now anyway she cut the neck and then the neck juice was all over her and shit uh, and then uh she hit it in the head finally and then she went to go pick up the gun and the fucking gun was a toy gun mm-hmm. um and then she got mad and threw the gun in the woods like it was the gun fault um it's like, why are you so pressed everybody trying to look for a gun dog i'm gonna tell you something though if i get sprayed with zombie neck juice i might be a little hot karen might not be able to uh-huh. to be so I, rational about things at the moment i mean i understand that but i mean her whole attitude for about the past three episodes yeah have been funky as shit but about some goddamn guns where everybody looking for the guns calm down you ain't the only one dog mm-hmm. and the thing is the people that die die because you fucking want to strike out and do a plan and eugene told you that you were not going to be affected other people would but you said fuck it not just eugene told her gabriel told her right so uh she says you know what that's a good point karen i'm gonna go tell um i'm gonna go tell gabriel so she went to church and gabe was just sitting up in church chilling um do people go to that church like what is no, he, he, he just be in the church just in case somebody come in during the day i feel like i, I think he does i think he just is in there all day long and that just reading the word unless he unless he on duty well he was in there chilling and she came through and she was like um yo um i gotta tell you something uh fuck you and he was like what girl i thought we was cool and she was like i shouldn't have listened to your advice your advice was to not kill um negan uh and if i would have just went ahead and tried to kill him i would have been okay and spencer would be alive and eugene would still be here um and i might be dead but that's fine and gabe was like now in my mind i'm thinking first of all where you get these alternative facts okay because you did shoot at negan and that's why eugene ass is gone and it's why fucking um uh denise one one of them girls is dead you know what i mean like olivia olivia like olivia is dead like it was after spencer got stabbed but spencer got stabbed trying to fucking um cozy up the negan like right why the fuck would gabe feel any responsibility for that bullshit right so i I don't agree you know um so then um she ends up telling gabe like well look then dog um it's your fault and gabe was like you know what you're right you shouldn't have listened to me but you did dummy so now what like you still alive like you, now what you gonna do you can either worry about the past and blame me for it you know or you could go out and try some other shit some other crazy shit that you want to do like i can't stop you and she was like uh you know what that's a good point why the fuck am i here and so she left 
Right, and the thing is with Gabriel, he's he's changed a lot. I like that character a lot because the one period of time I did not like that character. I like that character a lot because he was basically using common sense and his thing is I think he has faith in the group, faith in their ability, and in his mind he knows that they're going to persevere. And his thing is like, dog, we need you. Don't do stupid shit. Like you're valuable to the group. You know, she was training people and shit like that. So it's like, you got all this knowledge and all this wisdom. Why are you just off the rails like this? And it's one of those things where he was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's one of the things where he literally put the ball in her court and put all the responsibility back on her. I just like how he was basically like, why you keep bringing up old shit? Like, that's some, that's that old shit I had told you. You know, you up here mad, but... Right, what are you like, doing about right now fuck you gonna do you know you gonna kill me like whatever um so tara is babysitting judith and judith is egging the fuck out of her because she only responds to black men nannies um you know tyrese gabe you yep. know uh morgan and you, you know ain't black baby right um uh, so she was just out there like i don't care what you have to say mm-hmm. um so tara gave she judith she yo they keep saying it's only been a few days. Why the fuck is that baby so big? Mm-hmm. I, I swear that that's like a new baby or something. It is. Anyway. That baby went from like yeah, two that, to that four. A new baby. <laughs> What'd you say, Shells? Uh, that definitely is a new baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That baby went from two Poor to four Judah. overnight. You like, what? The, okay, I, that's yo, different. I totally expected that baby to start, start talking. I thought the baby was going to talk. I thought she, she should be talking. Right. I thought she mm-hmm. going to be like, snitch, tell on them or whatever but she didn't say nothing uh and then tara was like uh playing with the necklace that sydney gave her from oceanside and was like you can have it and i made a promise and it basically her inner dialogue which we all knew she was thinking which was Mm -hmm. should i snitch for the better of the group because we're gonna need these guns and she knows now um at the time she was like we going out looking for guns i'm hoping that rick and michonne find enough guns for, for us not to have to go to Oceanside. She was like, because I know if we roll up on them, they it's are no squeeze first, ask questions last. And my group is some killers. So if they shoot at us, we shooting at them. That, some people going to die. And it's going to be on my, my head. Folks. Yeah. Like, she know what the deal is. Um, so um, uh, she and then she ends it by going, God damn it. Which I think means she had decided already i can't just let judith die yeah i can't let judith die like this um so then uh in finally uh when rick and everybody had gotten back from the junk to cons place um we see that tara tells um rick i have to tell you something which we can only assume is about oceanside uh which i'm gonna be interested to see how people treat her because she don't knew what his gun was the whole time so I wonder if people going to be like, motherfucker, really? Or are they going to be like, you know what? You told us now. That's what's important. Let's go. Um, I, th- I think the latter. I hope so. Because they're to the point now where they need the gun. What's the point of getting mad at you? Especially since Rosita ain't there. Right. Because Rosita would have right. totally been like, bitch! You know. Now! Anyway. I hope she dies. Uh, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, she's just annoying. It's, it's, it's like she's on a suicide mission. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, I just want to die. It's like, okay right over some nigga that did, 
yeah over some nigga that didn't even want you if we be a hundred right he had moved on boo i feel like all this is misdirected breakup anger Correct. like her whole thing is like this nigga did me dirty and everything just been like fuck the world since then it has. that's what gabe should have told her was like listen don't be mad at me you need to get some new dick and then she probably would have killed him um anyway oh. so finally in hilltop rosita goes to see sasha sasha is at abraham's grave i thought that was an interesting touch yeah um uh, so apparently she just rolls out there all the time because she really loved her some um some mother dick um, I think she really did. And um she uh she's out there chilling and Rosita is like, uh, what's up? Um and Sasha like, what you want? Which keep in mind last time they talked, Rosita was like, We ain't friends just cause we fuck the same nigga. And she was like, Girl, I know, I watch Love and Hip Hop and ah! Rosita was like, We need to work. <laughs> we we need to i got a plan now and sasha was like i already know the only thing i said ask is that when it's time i shoot the shot and then she was like uh rosita pulled out a gun and was like rick and michonne got some guns and she was like oh they got guns and they still ain't planning to attack yet she was like let me guess they want to wait uh and she was like yeah they want to wait um to get more guns and more people and uh sasha and, and rosita are clearly over that bullshit they're like no we want to go kill this nigga now and rosita was like i memorized what carl and um eugene's oh wait carl and daryl said or is it no carl and daryl said from okay, when carl. they were in the compound okay and then uh sasha said yeah and i got jesus to make me a map of the outside okay so like we got the perfect mm-hmm. amount of knowledge together we can like sneak in this shit kill deegan and they was like uh well you know we do this we ain't coming back Mm -hmm. um and suicide mission suicide squad and sasha was like hey we just gonna make them we gonna give them something some pain if they try to you know on our way out and they was like all right we 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 doing this together and they dapped up so it looks like next week they're gonna be um trying to kill negan by themselves which uh i think is a dumb idea for multiple reasons one of which i'm not 100 percent sure that negan uh i don't think this is like a video game where you kill the boss and all the bad guys just die you know like those dudes seem like some hardcore fucking killers yeah they're loyal right and it seemed like in a lot of ways he's the only one keeping them in line like because he it, like the rules are what he wants the rules to be so like certain shit he don't believe in and they just deal they just like well i he does uh in the way that that he defines it he doesn't believe in rape now yeah i think that's kind of a slippery slope with the way that he uh does his wife system but the point those dudes will probably just be raiding and pillaging and doing all kinds of shit you know instead of going to the communities and taking a little bit of shit and then coming back over time they probably those kind of savages just be going there killing everybody taking all they shit and and leaving it alone like they just seem like a very fucked up group of people who happen to be led by the one fucked up guy that's just more crazy than them um so i don't mm-hmm. you know even rosita's dumbass plan about i would have killed negan we would have been fine i'm like i don't know that you would have killed negan with your one bullet then what was everybody else gonna do because these right. other motherfuckers still got guns they still got more people they know where you live like it just she's just so fucking dumb with this plan <laughs> um all right and, and, karen and i think too with the suicide squad mission 
he has already showed you that uh, if you come up there and if they don't quote unquote kill you he will break you so you know it's one of those things where y'all think y'all gonna go on suicide mission y'all fuck around and not die and then what now everybody gotta waste their time fucking rescuing you mm-hmm. cause you wanna walk your ass down there to prove a goddamn point alright so what do you think is gonna happen next week Karen what are you looking forward to think about it for a while all right chels what about you karen needs to think for a few minutes um i'm very interested in this suicide mission with rosita and uh and um sasha yeah you know what's interesting I wanna see, and i think it's gonna be some like elma louise type shit you know <laughs> i can't wait you know when, when, he, when she put that sniper rifle in, in sasha win it's like her eyes got glassy. Like she was like, oh, the precious. I said, oh, I can't wait for next week. Yo, that's the other thing too. Um, I really like that the people that are like the most vengeful right now are the women on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, like I understand it's stupid, blah, blah, blah. Y'all right. It is stupid, but it also feels kind of human. Like some people wouldn't be waiting around for Rick to, get his ducks in a row like some people want their revenge now they not like and as far as they concern rick they think rick is shook because rick has been acting shook for much longer this season than he's been acting like rick so you know and especially now that they have distance between them where like some of the people are at hilltop and some of the people at alexander and stuff i could definitely see them um being like yeah let's let's do it i could actually see daryl joining up with them like daryl Absolutely. You know? And they're tired of waiting. And can you imagine if Carol hadn't gone off to go find herself? And the very first time that the Saviors would have come into Alexandria, like, yeah, y'all got to give them all of your, your uh, ham and your turkey and all of that stuff and your mattresses and stuff like that. <laughs> Carol would have been like, what the fuck? Right. Oh. Right. She would not be having it. She would not be having it. And it would be one time that they stepped up in there trying to, uh, you know, doing their little pillaging mission and stuff like that so um and that's another part that you know carol you know she seems she i, don't, I knew she wasn't gonna stay in that little house very long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they like she back out of the house next week uh karen did is there anything else you're looking forward to next week yeah Car- um carol uh was happening up at the kingdom yeah i got i got something i'm looking forward to i feel <laughs> like oh, Ro- rosita and them are gonna get there and part of the reason she feels so obligated to go up there sooner rather than later is because she wants to save eugene i think eugene gonna betray them and they're gonna end up getting taken either taking hostage or something like that like oh, I, he is negan yeah i don't think like everybody think eugene is like he is ne- mm-hmm. playing a role and shit i don't think he's playing a role mm-hmm. i think eugene mm-hmm. is straight up like I'm, I'm negan you they gonna come in and he gonna he, he gonna start is. singing i'm on the easy street yeah hey, <laughs> hey i'm negan y'all come get him <laughs> Well, here's the thing. The thing about that that's interesting about him, about Eugene is that like this is the first time that he has ever felt empowered. Like right. he's been playing the background, as in it's been in the background when he was with Rick and the crew. And you know, after they realized that he lied to them about you know finding the cure and stuff like that, they really didn't pay much attention to the shit that Eugene was talking about. But now Megan has realized like, oh, you really have some 
uh, nice. skills here. We we're gonna give you your own little room. We're gonna put you can give you the uh, Miss Pac Man to play, and you got these women coming in here and everything. And he's empowered. Why would he want to leave that and go back to where he how he was with Rick? I think the most they gonna get from him is maybe a y'all need to leave. But I don't think I think he's not wanting to come with them. He ain't gonna want them to kill Negan any of that shit he <laughs> might just snitch so i i think that's the wrinkle in the plan that they can't see coming because they think he over there in a fucking storage locker like daryl was or what may happen yeah Darryl. eugene with an arrow mm-hmm. <laughs> bye eugene yeah they think eugene they think eugene is in the uh is in there like toby when he really in there like uh steven from Django. he in uh mm-hmm. living his best life Right, or what may happen is that they go in there looking for Eugene to be an ally, and they might get an ally in uh, Dwight. Right. Yeah, maybe, man. Yeah. uh, I am more interested in what could happen next week, knowing, so I guess maybe retroactively the way they set things up the week before, even though I didn't like the episode. If those things come into play when they go to break into the Savior compound, well, it'll it'll may have some payoff to it. Right. all right we got emails to get to they walking more more soon we fight <laughs> uh joe right <laughs> joe writes uh roddy care how do you feel about rick's chat with michonne aka the first lady of the z in the van with michonne that was not one of rick's best speeches saying he can live without michonne and then saying he needs michonne alive in case he dies so she can raise his daughter not my idea of a pep talk <laughs> Mm-mm. well you know what uh after he had already made her kill 10 zombies to his one i feel like um maybe maybe it, it felt really in line with what he was doing you know um but uh yeah i don't know it wasn't i i, I the, the speech didn't bother me um but more it didn't bother me mostly because i think that's some real shit is everybody in the z need to be prepared to move on without niggas because people gonna die uh, and you can't be out here talking about i can't even live without you no 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 no. you absolutely may have to live without me this ain't you know this ain't no storybook shit no more um who would have thought that scrap metal cat would come back up in the story yoda with bangs really wanted her cat back but rick held his ground and uh yoda with bangs straight up respected him for not giving up that cat and my girl said to rick more soon we fight lol all right she uh, i really hate that Definitely. whoever wrote this group i hope most of them die most of them gotta die oh yeah most of them are. i do not i can't go through a season of these niggas talking crazy Mm-mm. uh i know it's ridiculous that it only took three to seven years for the junk to kinds of forget how to speak correctly but i love it it's so weird i want more scenes with them love the day walking joe from california thanks joe thank you baby you know what joe that's a good point what the fuck am i saying it's a, it's a world with zombies talk how you want what am i saying um turk who right me to judge right who are me to judge uh yeah he would be in the group by the way like because he talked like them uh turk says hey guys i do not like what the powers that be are trying to pull uh-uh. i should have peeped oh, game i should have peeped game when they casted kima Greggs jr uh she's talking about cindy they oh. <laughs> she do look like her they were trying to get the jump on filling in their black lady quota god damn you michonne and god damn you sasha they are both out here trying to get killed on someone else's bullshit oh so do y'all think they adding uh, they're adding ladies of color to the cast so they can kill michonne and sasha what do you think 
Mm-mm. no karen says no what you think shells uh no i don't think so i don't think so all right chelsea says no i'm gonna say no but i do think they're gonna kill rosita because she acting real stupid yeah rosita gone yeah yeah um either she gonna die doing some dumb shit or she gonna die sacrificing herself although now that michonne can shoot do we need sasha because michonne you know out here if young metro don't trust you you know what i mean and (laughs) sasha starting to make dumbass plans you know i maybe maybe they will get rid of sasha i don't know uh so she also says uh rick is cool but he ain't all that you can't trust a dude who doesn't want to go home and spend quality time with his kids michonne's son died because her baby daddy was neglectful it's it fucked her up mentally and you think she would have learned her lesson by now mm. well you know what man, man not- y'all talk about rick y'all talk about rick like he's future right and you know it's not and laurie 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 made me hate her like she like like all these ashy niggas hate sierra but i feel like my hate was justified okay uh <laughs> like i don't hate sierra but mm-hmm. i definitely hated laurie um sasha girl really rosita doesn't even like you now you're about to let her convince you to do something that's going to end bad for you with some innocent bystander oh she didn't have to convince her she was she she already knew like when she showed up she was like oh 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 that's what we doing like i that's the thing they were already in tune like they was like yeah let's do this here's my only problem with that scene you're gonna have to apologize to me first yeah that's my only problem is like nigga last week you was talking big shit oh yeah now you're gonna show up talking about i need your help with all that attitude you know we both want to kill this nigga but i just need just a little my bad you know it's the emma watson theory where i don't really have as big a problem with emma watson except that she just need to say my bad that's it that yeah yeah, that's true and also uh i thought sasha was gonna go off just the way her initial face was when she walked up i think she caught her at the right moment at abe's grave right i really think that's all that was because she looked up like what the fuck you want right but it was also like if you came here to say say something else about me more than abe i'm gonna kill your ass and she just happened to say the right thing which is i'm trying to go kill somebody um uh so she says rosita obviously didn't learn her lesson after she got olivia killed and eugene kidnapped i'm hoping for lots of bloodshed during the season finale but i don't want to lose sasha or michonne i would be cool if the saviors use that rpg on alexandria resulting in judith's accidental death we've seen we've yet to see a zombie baby yeah! so i hope the show gets some balls and makes that happen peace turk uh oh i'd love for that baby to that's, get killed that's a little that's a little morbid good gosh <laughs> i'm gonna be honest uh i've been rooting for that baby yeah, to get they, killed they for a while now mm-hmm. that little boy got a ate up like a uh hershey kiss dog chocolate that little sweet boy mm-hmm. that was talking to his mama during the zombies yeah I, yeah the curl was trying to talk yeah to i won't lie i would i would love the show to do something like that and i'll get to why in a second um but let's go to the second session uh chelsea uh chels it's gonna end up um inviting you right back on screen so it give us like one minute we gotta we have an hour 20 minute limit but we got another session right after this so we'll be right back okay all right and it's no zone uh outlet do you have any booty sweat uh yeah get him chugging on some of alpha's ass water that'll bring him around to cure all man what you coming out and moving for anyway do you need another revenue stream for your information, my revenue stream 
currently generates $2 million a year in charitable contributions for my community. I think. And why am I in this movie? Maybe I just knew I had to represent. Because they had one good party here for a black man, they gave it to Crocodile Dundee. Pumpy breaks, kid. That man's a national treasure. I just wanted to throw another shrimp on you, Bobby. That shit ain't funny. Hey, fellas, it's hot. We're tired. It stinks. Are you fucking with you, Kangaroo Jack? I'm sorry, a dingo ate your baby. You know that's a true story? Lady lost a kid. You about to cross some fucking lines. Guys, relax. You stop. know what? Fuck that, man. I'm sick of this koala-hugging nigga. Tell him he's... All right, we back. I love that damn one. Okay. Um, so, um, next email uh hi rye karen and chelsea uh this episode is uh this episode gave me so much life seeing rick and michonne uh scavenge by day and make sweet sweet love at night oh lord <laughs> i'm just saying he was chop- <laughs> he was chopping them samurai cakes down the smithereens oh, uh this was the episode i've been waiting for since rick and michonne's eyes first met across the fence in season three I love, I love the scene where Michonne didn't want to go on without Rick and how she ran into his arms. I almost shed a thug tear over that. And did you notice that whenever they would hug, Rick would have a handful of Michonne's ass? Oh, I noticed. I was saying that, I was saying that earlier. She, she, I don't know if that's acting or not. Damn, as much as I enjoy that swirly love, I would eventually love to see them have a kid of their own. I hope Rick's pullout game is strong because the way they going at it, Michonne is going to end up pregnant and the time it couldn't be worse. Yeah, I didn't see no condoms in them bags. Uh, I made the mistake of reading some comments on the reviews of the show and saw people say that Michonne and Rick don't have chemistry. Hating. Even that, are they even watching the same show? There's tons of chemistry between those actors, and if someone told me that Denai Guerrero and Andrew Lincoln were fucking in real life, I wouldn't be surprised. Neither. Listen, they be hating on um on Michelle, man. They be hating on Denai too. Right. Just can't even listen to them fools. Yeah, any love the black women get, it's a problem. A brown woman. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't realize it was a whole crew of motherfuckers that was mad that um he got with Michonne instead of Jesse. Like they was mad as fuck. Yeah, I was like, Jesse dead, number one. Yep. Uh how long is this nigga supposed to mourn? Forever? It's a Z Pac. Time to move on. Yeah, people really get into that shipping and at the end of the day, people don't want to talk about it. A lot of it was just flat racism. Sism. Uh still don't trust those garbage pail kids. And how dare Jadis ask for the cat back? That was a gift from Rick to his boo. No, you can't have the cat back and fuck you for asking. <laughs> As for Rosita, ugh. Every time that woman comes on screen, I want to punch her square in the left titty. If I was, God. if I was Sasha, I would have told her ass to kick rocks. A must have some, must have had the bomb ass dick for these two attractive women to be swearing vengeance like their name is Indigo, uh, Inigo Matanda. Uh, I mean, Matoya. Um. <laughs> princess bride i mean really all this over abe i miss him too but damn another great episode eve thanks eve thank you and uh yeah i i enjoyed the swirly love too uh so michonne gonna do all the work okay bet the walking dead this is by notoriously eve who says oh we must got two of my death yeah it's two different ones hi queen karen and rod uh they should have titled <laughs> They should have titled this episode, Michonne Does All the Work and Gets It Done. I guess the writers decided they would replace violence with loads of sex between Rick and Michonne. Aww. 
i i kept getting reminded throughout the episode she is way too good for him rick made the cardinal rule of a man not listening to a black woman that is in bold uh letters with periods between the words ah! why did they have to do that mm, I, I, I agree i mean just listen to sisters you'll be all right rick out here like i, I can do it by myself uh why did they have to do that mission by themselves michelle kept telling them we can go back they could have gotten aaron to come through and also michelle killed two thousand one wait two hundred fourteen million uh thirty four thousand twenty five walkers while rick killed 24 in this episode <laughs> black woman mule of the world this motherfucker really did have her going to work though i ain't I mean, in a way, it was like, because he knew she was more badass than him, which I think we all do agree. All right. But I was like, nigga, pull your weight, okay? Have some pride about it. Ah! Did you all feel some type of way about that? Because I did. Homegirl did all the work, and she pushed the car. Uh, <laughs> and she pushed the car. She has to kill thousands of walkers and still be able to put down good loving and push the car and make ah! sure his ass is still alive and safe. Rick is rude and selfish. He gets a hundred my my question is this do you think they will be able to hide the food and guns they are keeping for themselves now i said in a previous e- oh i think they'll be able to hide it because they gave them to jadis and them and then the 20 that they got they'll they'll find a way to keep it from negan and them finding out true uh now i said in the previous email that i suspect rosita's death by blaze or glory is pretty much guaranteed just my guess but i don't know why sasha wants to go on this ill-advised mission i thought sasha worked through her suicide mission issues what y'all think about that i don't know what the fuck sasha's doing i mean she want them dead in a way that you know what no 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 no. sasha used to be crazy it ain't been that long she was no. sleeping on a zombie mattress mm-hmm. and the thing about <laughs> um sasha is that abraham kind of helped pull her out of that funk and also i think too i, I guess when it comes to sasha she from the beginning she's been like let's go fuck them up like that like that's not funny rick was the rick out of everybody in the crew rick was the only one that was like hey slow down everybody else just about was like let's go fuck them up i just feel like sasha had a low-key death wish for a minute that's true so her and rosita just they got something in common right now so i think both of them essentially want to die and this is just one way to do it um yeah, because every man that she done had has died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Rosita, Rosita too. Right. Rosita too. Abe and Spencer. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once again, cue up the great work. Happy International Women's Day, Queen Karen. Peace and blessings. Notorious EVE. Thank you. Thank you, baby. And the last email, Jeremy writes in, this won't end well. That's how we started. Hey Rod, Karen, and Chels. Hey Boo. Hopefully I get this in before the recap. I love how we've had twelve years of swirl and relationship goals with Rick and Michonne, really since the first episode of this season. These two had the most impossible white man kills or walkers than anyone and are living the living embodiment of Janet Jackson's anytime, any place. Oh Lord. Oh man. See if they would have had the anytime, any place in that opening montage where oh, they was fucking everybody would have loved this episode then uh i was so mad that rosita came up with this dumbass one-shot ass plan again 
and even more mad sasha's going along with it with uh especially after she chumped her off earlier they are about to fuck up everything rick is working towards over some dead biz dick uh (laughs) love y'all as always jeremy um yeah i don't know man only thing i think that could like justify rosita shit uh i think if we find out she was pregnant or something you know mm. like oh she like this is really about like vengeance of a whole another situation um all right before yeah, that'd be crazy yeah like i could kind of understand it more i guess anyway, so before we get out of here um there is walking dead news okay oh, shit. um apparently the walking dead um producer promises a very different season seven finale uh i think our momentum continues forward and seeing where we are now and these various groups of people it really binds i mean it really builds to a very different finale than we've done in the past it was a blast to shoot and we all want a pure uh, went on pure adrenaline and pure instinct and it was really really a great experience i mean this episode seven twelve was a great experience too because it really felt like i had a great chance to allow deny and andy a chance to play their characters a little bit and there were certain takes that we went uh really big and really over the top then we sort of doubted in as we went um and he also said um let's see it may not make viewers return or be satisfied but nicotero maintains the entire season seven story arc was all part of their master plan and he just want fans to know one thing it is really important that our audience understands that listen sometimes you're watching something that might be uncomfortable but there is a means to the end the the satisfying aspect of these episodes is because we built to it um all right so this is my only thing that i've been thinking about um for the last couple episodes because they first had that that leak where it was like uh they're not gonna kill as many people and they promised the less gore because people were stopping to watching the show stop watching the show and shit um i feel like this episode and the last episode are just the show having rabbit ears and listening to people that really don't like the show uh and i think it's starting to hurt the show right correct you know like people not dying no more um even with all these zombie kills and shit to be honest i don't care about zombie kills i don't think most people care about it right you know when they had the little montage at the end of the episode they used to be like and this dude died and that person died even if it was like just a person that at the group you know like oh this person that we really don't know that well got killed because he was talking shit to negan or whatever um like we're having a lot less of that you know and, and less consequential stuff like i know dr carson died last year uh last week but it just didn't it, it's if it's no impact to it you and, know and with him i have a feeling we talked about it. i got a feeling that his scenes were recut yeah um yeah because it wasn't gory at all mm, it feels like they're no, making they're, no. yeah it feel like they're making a show for people that don't watch it it's like it's like how um in sports this happens all the time where sports will be like we don't want touchdown celebration i'm like who the fuck watching the game who like who's who's saying i don't watch the nfl because they celebrate touchdowns that's gonna come back like that like that person doesn't exist so why are you changing a rule for somebody that doesn't exist that's how it feels with the walking dead and low-key i think it's hurting the show like i can't i can't see like to me if depending on how they end this season this might move into my like oh we'll just review it at the end of the season type pal because it's not feeling like must watch tv Mm-mm. with them put with them holding back man 
Right, because and 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 I've talked about this, and that's why initially when we you said it, I got mad because I'm like y'all catering to motherfuckers that will never come back. Do what you had already planned on doing. <coughs> don't alter and don't change it. I am a fan of what you do. Don't dumb it down. Don't cut down on the gore. Don't try to save everybody. Motherfuckers got to die. Like that's a part of the show, and that's a part of the reality that you've set and. And and the thing is, I'm gonna tell you right now, on social media, I'm glad motherfuckers stop watching the show because when I'm on social media, it is a much funner experience without people fucking going up and down timeline talking about how they how they hate watch it. I'm glad people Yeah, but even on. I think now we're at a point where even people who like the show are starting to feel a little let down because it's like you're not making a show for us no more. Like right. we the people that stuck around that was like, yo, they about to be you know fucking some people up tonight and now it's like no we're not we actually not gonna kill anybody the characters are the most important thing everybody was so mad about them killing people you know everybody was writing think pieces and shit every week about oh, do they kill all the black people on the show and shit like that well i was like just kill the people and we'll make up the like we'll continue to watch as long as it's fun but um i think the premise of the show is a quote-unquote miserable premise because it's a zombie apocalypse right there's not gonna be a cure there's not gonna be like the only thing this is really about is survival and every time that they pull a punch it's like you can feel it man especially with them not killing people and especially with the gore being like kind of cut down so um i'm yeah man i, I feel like this might be the start of the of the of, of, of something bad for them because i like i said this is the second week in a row where i was just like okay this felt like filler again you know what i mean get the killing dog right and 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 it wouldn't i'll just say it wouldn't surprise me if they had already did one thing and then turn around and just redid it and did this bullshit do y'all think they're gonna kill negan by the end of the or you know defeat negan go to war with negan whatever by the end of the season uh Charles, what do you think if they don't i'm not gonna watch anymore yeah. <laughs> i'm ready for negan to go so i think that they take care of that by the end of the season because it's only four episodes left i think and i'm like yeah we need four. to get to the point because i'm assuming the fight is going to take it should take multiple episodes because it's about to be this yeah, war multiple episodes, unless they're going to give us a long episode but still it should take multiple episodes yeah you build a big ass leviathan with like three different branches and fucking you know it's all kinds of like uh people leaderships uh in different areas and the, the, every every everybody's fighting going to be fighting different people probably you know it's like simon and the hilltop people and that, that gavin dude and fucking the kingdom and then you got you know saviors against alexandra you got all these pieces combining and as of right now it feel like they're holding back almost as if it's gonna be like and they'll go to war in episode 16 of this season and i'm like i don't want to wait that long let's just get the get the fighting now i don't want to see season eight is a whole bunch is that's when the fighting starts because if not it feels like you're slowing shit down so you don't have to do it you know anyway um chels thank you for joining us thank you baby oh thank you for thank you for having me on it was fun it was fun yeah we appreciate you uh we gotta have you back um when you can just come play the games and be silly with us and yes and and talk yeah 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 talk some news i'll send you an email we'll figure it out 
um and uh we'll be oh yeah and uh, of course all this is brought to you by bevel of course um gotta no not move without the money um of course uh this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps um look it's getting about that time guys it's uh march now uh you know april's coming it's gonna be time for spring um it's gonna be time to start going outside man all right people gonna be starting looking good for the summer and what you don't want to do is be out there with your your face looking all messed up and all that bumpy stuff on your neck and all that unattractive stuff so make sure you guys go to getbevel.com slash tbgwt and get yourself hooked up man go look your best because trust me um you're not gonna want to be the only person out here by yourself looking like rosita with just no <laughs> just angry for no reason okay for no reason getbevel.com slash tbgwt uh we'll be back um saturday for the feedback show for balls deep sports fans we'll be back tomorrow morning me and justin uh 10 a.m i'll send out the email tonight and then um bossy and i should be recording our recap of uh this, uh, this is us uh i believe friday at five so i gotta shoot her an email make sure that time works for her but uh yeah thank you guys for for uh listening Chels, thank you so much for being on. Check out Gridiron Gals. Yes. Yeah, check us out. Check so, us out. So on the C- CSPN network. Yeah, they're doing great things over there. All right. Until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Bye.